For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome in to Picks and Parlays on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and also streaming live on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube if you want to see the faces <laughs> behind the voices. Uh, I am your host, Chelsea Messenger. You can find me on Twitter every day at Chelsea Messenger. It's my name, it's my handle, and I always appreciate your feedback if it's nice and respectful and on topic. Today is Friday, November the 8th, and we've got a packed slate of football for this Friday afternoon, starting with college football with Chip Cherimbus. We're doing Wyoming, Boise State, Tennessee, Kentucky, and Clemson, NC State. As you might know if you watch the show, I am an NC State alum, and it's our homecoming this week, and <laughs> we get to play Clemson. Oh, what luck. Should be fun. Uh, Clemson favored in that one by uh, 34 or 33 and a half, depending on where you get it. That's a big number to cover. We'll dive into that number when we talk about college football. And then we've got a ton of NFL on the schedule, starting with some in-depth analysis on Seahawks 49ers, Giants, Jets. Woof. <laughs> I don't know if I want to talk about that one. Uh, what a dumpster fire. Uh, and then Dolphins-Colts. The Dolphins are coming off their first win of the season. Can they get any more momentum against the Colts? I don't think so, but they are getting some points in that one. And then finally, NFL rapid fire, where we go down the line with a ton of NFL games, and we give you a ton of picks for your viewing and listening pleasure. Uh, last night, we saw the Chargers and the Raiders squaring off. Raiders won it 26-24 and it was really nice to see the Raiders get a win in front of their home crowd. Uh, you would have thought they won the Super Bowl the way John Gruden was shaking fans hands after the game. <laughs> oh man, uh, those fans are incredible. Uh, the disguises and the costumes that they wear. It was a sloppy game. A ton of penalties. Phillip Rivers was throwing the ball around just throwing up floaters. He got intercepted a lot. I don't think either team really deserved to win, but somebody's got to win, I guess. <laughs> All right. Uh, after the break, we're starting off hot with college football on Picks and Parlays. Welcome back to Picks and Parlays on this glorious Friday afternoon. I am your host, Chelsea Messenger. You can hit me up on Twitter, at Chelsea Messenger. It's my name, it's my handle, and I always like your comments uh, and memes. Send them my way. <laughs> right now, we're diving into some college football with Chip Cherimbus. Chip, first off, explain your tie. Well, <laughs> got to know about it. You just got to stay colorful, I guess. It's a, it's a matter of the seasons, you know, out here. Now it's a little late, but the, 
leaves do change colors a little later in the year out here. I imagine the great fall in the New England area and the trees have lost their leaves, so I'm just trying to replenish it a little bit, that's all. Oh, that was nice and calming. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm listening to NPR. All right, so let's get things uh, revved and ready to rumble when it comes to this college football uh, weekend. Let's start with Wyoming and Boise State. Boise State favoring this one at minus 14. The over-under is 48. Wyoming is 6-2, and 5-3 and three against the spread. Boise is 7-1, and 5-3 and three against the number, and 4-0 and oh at home. Uh, which team do you like in this one, or what's the play? Well, you know, Wyoming has been able to post six wins and eight, eight opportunities this year, and they've done it virtually with no quarterbacking. Um, Sean Chambers is done. He's out. They bring in Tyler Wendt. <laughs> Vander Wall. Tyler Vander Wall. Oh. Yes. Now, Tyler Vander Wall just doesn't throw the ball all that well. He's a great runner, which adds compliments to what they already do. But 46% completions last year when he did play. He's 4 of 16 in the one game that he played so far this season. But this Wyoming team is a lot better than people realize up front because they've got great running backs and you expect Tyler, their new quarterback, to be doing a good portion of the running. Um, they've gone 5-1 and one at Boise on this crazy field. I don't know if you've ever been out there, but it is like to see it in person. It is just as horrifying as it is to watch it on television. But Boise is 12-1 all-time in the series. They're 6-1 and one at home against this team, or at least 6-1 and one in Boise this year against the number. And their quarterback, Hank Bachmeyer, he returns. Last week he came back. The road team in the series is 8-2, and two, and I think I'm going to let that be the key factor. 14 is an awful big number for a team that is 6-2, and two, and it is a conference game. Wyoming is 3-1, and one, Boise is 4-0. and oh. uh, A wild upset here would put the Cowboys into a tie, but I don't think it can happen. But I think the points are generous, and I may take them. All right, let's go to the SEC next. Uh, Tennessee, Kentucky. Kentucky is favoring this one minus one. But I've seen uh, both teams favored. It depends on the site. This line uh, has yep. moved some. It's shifted a little bit. Uh, right now I'm seeing the total at 42. Do you have Kentucky favored in this one? I, had, I see Kentucky at one. It did move, I think, at one time to Tennessee, and Kentucky did open two and a half, like you had mentioned. But the big SEC game on Saturday is between Alabama and LSU, and that is my SEC game of the year. This is going to be sold individually on picksandparlays.net. You realize that I am 16-5 and five in the last 21 college releases, and this is the biggest game of the year in the SEC, LSU. Alabama, log on, follow by links, and become a big winner. Now, this game here, another SEC matchup, is very interesting because the history between these two is incredible inasmuch as Tennessee Chelsea has won 34 of the last 36 meetings. And that is like an incredible run. They're 80 and 25 and 9, and this is the 115th meeting between these two schools. And, of course, Tennessee has had a dominating um, effect uh, – in this series, but this con but they've only played two games on the road. They played seven games at home so far this season, and they're going to go play a Kentucky team with a quarterback now that started out as a receiver, and his name is Lynn Bowden Jr. And Lynn Bowden Jr. is their top running back, running for 499 yards in the last three games. So this Wildcat attack is a ground game. Um, 
Lynn hasn't thrown very well. He's only completed 40% of his passes. You're going to expect Kentucky to run the ball, and I think the Wildcats can run it against this Tennessee team, which is certainly not up to snuff. The Volunteers haven't been one of the top 10 or top 25 teams in almost a decade now, and I think that the Wildcats... I mean, you want to talk about revenge. People have double and triple revenge. This team's lost 30, 34 out of 36. I think Kentucky finally, as a favorite, comes up the winner. I will say Tennessee is trending upwards. They've won uh, three of their last four, including two SEC wins. And at the start of the season, that didn't look possible. They looked absolutely yes. terrible. They were losing all these close games. But Jeremy Pruitt, he's figured something out. Uh, they're at least winning games. Uh, and they've covered in four straight. So well, they're you know, pretty good against the number. They've, they've gone six and one in the last seven meetings um, against Kentucky here. And Tennessee, like you said, right. is on an upward trend. And um, they were just so bad for so long. And, you know, they have to be able to get quality athletes there. Let's face it, this still is the SEC. This is the University of Tennessee. And they just haven't been um, flourishing down there in, the, in recent seasons. But, like you said, I think they've hit bottom and they're on their way up right now. And um, it wouldn't, be, wouldn't surprise me if Tennessee wins this game. I mean, they've got the pedigree against the, this Kentucky team. But I think in this situation with Kentucky being the favorite and maybe going off the dog by game time, they're the side. And sometimes when these numbers are so close, it's basically a pick 'em. Uh, let's move on to a game that is not a pick 'em Clemson, NC State. Uh, Clemson favored by 33 is the number I have, and the total sits at 54. Clemson, of course, is 9 and 0, 6 and 3 against the number. And of course, the Tigers will certainly have some motivation this week as they were left out of the college football top four. Dabo Sweeney is probably not happy about that. So I think the Tigers are going to be fired up and they get an NC State team that, oh, by the way, lost huh. by 34 points yes. to Wake Forest last week. What do we think about this one? Well, I'd hate to have to play against your alma mater, on, especially on homecoming <laughs> weekend, Chelsea. I just can't do it. I take I mean, no offense. And, you know, I, I mentioned to you earlier that, um, and earlier shows that Clemson could win every game by one point. And it's really not going to make any difference as long as they win that game. And being out of the top four right now doesn't mean anything. We have two teams undefeated in the Big Ten, Penn State and Minnesota. And they're going to knock each other off. And then in the SEC, of course, you have LSU and Alabama playing each other this week. And there's going to be other losses added to these teams. So um, I don't think Clemson's too concerned with the fact that they're not in there. And I think a lot of people are going to overreact and gonna say they're going to look to try and route this team. But, you know... They've seen what the Wolfpack are. They looked at them last week. Absolutely atrocious against Wake Forest. Um, they have a freshman quarterback running the show now. He's their third quarterback this year, the poor Wolfpack. Devin Leary's running the show. And he has had one start after they had lost their first two starting quarterbacks. 44-10 to, to Wake Forest last week. Their secondary is totally beat up. But this is homecoming. People show up. People come here to play big. I think Clemson Tigers may be a little distracted. Ohio State is a 42-point favorite. Clemson's only a 33, 34-point favorite. They're thinking that NC State's going to be able to keep this a little bit closer. You know, this Clemson team, um, Chelsea, they're 13-6 and six in their last 19 on the road, 8-1 and one in their last 9 on the road overall as well. And, you know, last season they defeated the Wolfpack 41-7. to seven. If they do that again this week, they'll cover. But I don't know if they can get there. I think the Wolfpack are going to come and give it everything they have. Clemson's number four in the nation on defense. But because it's homecoming and it's because it's your alma mater, we're going to go with the Wolfpack. 
Well, I went there, and I don't have any faith in NC State, <laughs> if that tells you anything. Uh, if I didn't like a big number to cover, to almost look at an over here, or if you get to bet team totals, I think Clemson's going to score a lot of points because NC State ranks 91st in pass defense. And Trevor Lawrence, I think he needs to prove something here. Well, he's had eight interceptions, and that secondary of the Wolfpack is, is very vulnerable right now. They've had a n numerous injuries to their secondary. But um, the, the big game we have to be concerned with, once again, is going to be LSU and Alabama. And don't miss out on this guaranteed play on picks and parlays, Chip Tremis's SEC Game of the Year. There you have it. All right. Thanks, as always, Chip, for joining us. And, man, I think I'm going to go against you on the NC State play, <laughs> even though I went there. So even if I lose, you know what, maybe NC State will put up some kind of showing, and that will be a nice consolation prize. Sure. Uh, but that's kind of, you know, what you deal with when you bet on teams that you're fans of. Uh, right after the break, we're talking NFL football. Uh, including my Titans, and if I bet on them, uh, they've been a tough team to bet on this year. So <laughs> stick with us after the break on Picks and Parlays. Byline Broadcast Network and also streaming live on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube if you're trying to tune in that way. If you search Picks and Parlays on any of those social media platforms, we're really easy to find usually the first thing that pops up. I'm your host, Chelsea Messenger. Uh, I'm on Twitter, at Chelsea Messenger. Uh, if you want to give me a shout right now, we've got NFL uh, out the wazoo. We've got plenty of games to get to in these final two segments, and we're starting off with some in-depth looks. We've got Tony T joining us. Hello, Tony. Good afternoon, Chelsea. Yes, so we're looking forward to the NFL week number 10. And of course, if you've been following the news out here, we're, we're hearing about some bitter cold temperatures in the, mid, in the Midwest and East for the next couple of days. But it uh, looks like a little bit of relief there for Sunday's NFL. Still be cold in some of those parts, Chelsea, but not as bitter cold that they're seeing here on Friday and Saturday. So what does that mean uh, when you're betting games? Does that play to the under, the over? Uh, and teams, I guess, that play better in the cold. What do you take away from that? Yeah, one thing I look at is the wind. Wind will definitely impact the passing game, and uh, uh, definitely you'll see the lines. A lot of times when there's wind in the forecast, those totals could move five, six, up to seven points. I've seen it happen a lot in the NFL. And also you look at the, the teams that like to run the football, and, of course, you got to worry about those West Coast teams, especially in the climates like in like in uh, L.A., Miami, when they go into those cold weathers, you know, uh, you go back back in the day when the Dolphins would have to go up to Buffalo or New England in, in the bitter cold. They, they don't do very well. Tampa Bay was a team that for a long time had a poor record when they played in temperatures below uh, 40 degrees. And, of course, uh, we all remember what the Rams did last year against the Bears. Jared Goff looked lost in that cold weather against the Bears. So, uh, you know, there's things you got to keep an eye on. Some of these uh, teams that play in these really good climates, when they get up in that cold weather, uh, they don't seem to perform just as well. For sure, and always something you need to keep an eye on if you want to be an educated better. Let's start off today's uh, segment with the Seahawks 49ers. This is a Monday night game, a big matchup in the NFC West. The 49ers are favored by six in this one. Uh, the total is 47. Seahawks are 7-2, and 4-5 and five against the number. The 49ers, of course, are undefeated, but 5-3 and three against the spread. Uh, just looking at this, six seems like a lot of points. To give the Seahawks agree or disagree 
you know, at first glance it did, but when you kind of scrub the numbers, you kind of look at the Seahawks and you got to be a little concerned about them. Um, my concern with the Seahawks has been the defense. We talked about it last week uh, when we covered that game against Tampa Bay. Uh, that was a really a bad beat if you were on the Buccaneers. But looking at the 49ers here, short week here after their game against uh, Arizona, they got out of that game. And, uh, you know, their offense at home has been really strong. You look at the home road splits for the 49ers, 423 yards average there, 225 on the ground, 5.5 yards of carry. And they put up 35 points in their home stadium. And they seem to play off the emotion of the crowd in a primetime game against Seattle here. I think, I think the crowd will be, be a big part of this one. Uh, they've been solid defensively. And, of course, um, looking at the Seattle side, I was, I, I, again, back to what we said last week. I'm not, I don't think this is a very good Seahawks defense. They've allowed over 400 yards of offense in four of their past five games. And, of course, uh, running back Chris Carson is carrying every load. I remember talking about the Seahawks during the preseason and worried that Mike Davis was no longer there. I didn't think Rashad Penny had the body to withstand the, the, the carries, and he's not. He's not being used a lot. Too much load here for Chris Carson on the ground. I think there's an issue there. But, again, I, I know you've got Russell Wilson in, in this in situation, but I think this game can get out of, out of hand because of the Seahawks' defense, and uh, I would definitely lay the points here with San Francisco. I definitely see the Seahawks giving up some points in this one. But the matchup that I'm really interested in is the 49ers pass rush against Russell Wilson because the pass rush for the 49ers has been uh, very, very uh, fearsome for other opponents. But I think Russell, uh, when he's out of the pocket, he performs actually pretty well. Uh, so I'm wondering if the Seahawks will still be able to put up some points on the 49ers. Yeah, and that's the key is the thing about it is when you have a, a quarterback like Russell Wilson, you want to keep him in the pocket. You want to have good contain. And I think when you look at Bosa and their defensive ends for the 49ers, I think they're smart enough to know that. You don't want to get Russell Wilson out of the pocket. You want him in the pocket, bring some pressure up the middle. And you need the players to do that. And I think because that 49ers front four is so good, I think they'll be able to do that. Create down and distance here for, for Seattle in this situation. Of course, dealing with that home crowd, I think it'll, it'll, it'll definitely be a, an issue here. And I just don't believe that Seahawks – uh, we'll be able to keep up with the scoring from this 49ers team. Right. All right. So let's move on to another game that probably will not be uh, as good for the viewers. I would assume the Giants and the Jets. What a game. The Giants are favored in this one. Minus three. The total is 44 and a half. The Giants are two and seven, three and six against the spread. The Jets are one and seven and two and six against the spread. Uh, the Jets just lost to the Dolphins. And the Giants, well, the issue has been Danny Dimes. Can he hold on to the football? Uh, he leads the NFL in uh, giveaways, whether it's fumbles or interceptions. So who do you trust in this game? <laughs> well, I don't trust any of these teams, to be honest with you. But that's why I'm looking at a total in this one. Um, you know, I look again, we talked about the weather. It looks like it'll be about the 40s, which is okay for, the, for in, in that in that arena, in that stadium and for these players who play in, in, in New Jersey. So I'm going to go over the total of 44 and a half. And, you know, we know the Giants defense has been really bad. Look at their past three games, giving up nearly 32 points, a contest, 69% completion rates. Things should be easier for Sam Darnold to operate against this Giants defense to get points. You know, the Jets defense, you know, they're showing signs of cracking. You go back and look at the past three games, they're giving up. 264 passing yards, 67% completion rates, 29 points a game. Uh, you know, the Jets defense, they said 29th in the red zone, and uh, I think Giants should have success there. And of course, New York did 
in a recent game, managed to get 26 points on the Lions, a bad defense there. So I think we're going to see here a situation here, Chelsea, where the defenses are poor. It's going to make the offensive look a little better for both sides, and uh, you're going to get the over 44 and a half. Right. I think if there's ever a time for a breakout game for either of these quarterbacks, it would probably be this one. Just as you mentioned, uh, both these defenses uh, have a lot of holes. They've had injuries throughout the season. Uh, any other factors you're looking at? Because the running back matchup is actually kind of interesting. Uh, Saquon Barkley, Le'Veon Bell. Uh, sometimes when you watch Barkley go down the field and make these incredible plays, and then... Uh, Daniel Jones just coughs it up, and you feel really bad for Barkley. <laughs> but it is. Uh, they do have him. He's a good weapon. And do you see him running for a lot of yards in this one? Yeah, I, do, I see Barkley with a bounce back. Remember, he had a really bad game in that, in that uh, Cowboy game. We did not produce. And again, I think what's going to happen here is you're going to see some big plays here from the Giants upfield throws. And I think what's going to happen is, you know, the Jets are going to be looking past. And then you kind of sneak them, you sneak in a few run games. I think you're going to see some, you're going to see some uh, big plays here on, on the ground for both running backs. Uh, because it's the defense is, you know, you want to get them a little off balance because you know there's going to be a lot of passing in this game because of the, you want to go after the weaknesses of these secondaries. And of course, that does open up plays on the ground because when you got these linebackers deep deep in coverage they don't look for the run and here comes the run at you and again Barkley will see you know space and you get Barkley and Bell in space they'll be able to create here against these poor tackling teams so yeah I think it definitely can see a good good games here for the backs for both of them in these games between teams that you I guess can't trust is how we'll phrase it uh, when the spreads pretty tight almost like we saw last night I didn't even want to touch that game because the Raiders and the Chargers are two teams I couldn't trust, and the line was so close. Uh, do you typically stay away from these games when it comes to the spread? Yeah, I think in this situation, I always look for the total whenever you have a situation like this, and I always look to see to play it over because I do believe you know, the, the defenses, especially when they're weak, it does give the offense a little time to really – improve their game uh they're gonna you know when you go into the game plans when you look at the film and, and you're seeing uh, your opponent your opponent's defense uh not playing well there's a lot of space between receivers and secondary they're getting fooled a lot in play action it does give the offense a little confidence in in in, in the uh, film room and of course these guys are trying to get their stats up they want to get paid they know they get paid on their stats so uh it does give them confidence a little bit more focus and practice knowing hey this is the game that like you said we can break out on this one put up some really good stats and feel better about ourselves Right, and the over did hit, uh, I believe, in last night's game. Uh, let's move on to the Dolphins and the Colts. The Colts are favoring this one at minus 11.5. Uh, the total is 44, and Jacoby Brissett, the quarterback for the Colts, is a game-time decision, I believe, or he's questionable. Uh, if he doesn't go, it's Brian Hoyer. I don't think it matters a whole lot because, obviously, the Dolphins, you know, not the greatest team ever, but I will say they're 4-0 and against the number in their last four. So who do you like in this one, or what's the play? Yeah, I like the Dolphins here, plus the 11 and a half. You know, Miami's showing improvement, and we saw that in that game against Buffalo. We talked about that four weeks ago, how the defense is starting to read, doing a better job in their reads, and uh, they've covered four straight. And, of course, Ryan Fitzpatrick does make the team more competitive than Josh Rosen. It looks like they're going to stick with Ryan Fitzpatrick. And, you know, these guys make a lot of money, and uh, Fitzpatrick is definitely looking for a job in the NFL. And it uh, seems like this is like this every year for Ryan Fitzpatrick. Someone someone picks him up. Right. But, uh, you know, defensively, we talked about they've shown better the past three games. They're holding opponents just 340 yards, 25 a game. But one thing to note here with, with the Colts, it's not just about uh, Brissett. T.Y. Hilton is injured, 
and uh, he's not going to play. And they're also one of their uh, picks, uh, one of their, their uh, rookie receivers will be out of this game. So uh, if it's Hoyer or Brissett, they're not going to have their top receiver in there, and they're going have to have some depth issues there. And, of course, uh, we did see the Colts' issues with turnovers. I uh, just can't lay double digits here in this one. Either, either you got Hoyer in there or Brissett. We don't know how healthy he's going to be. Uh, so uh, I like the way the Dolphins have looked the last few games here. I'm, I'll go ahead and take the points with, with uh, Miami. And even if you don't like the Dolphins winning this one, uh, the Colts, every game this season has been decided by seven points or less. That's crazy. Yeah, and I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that their number one target in the passing game, T. Will Hill, just seem just can't seem just can't seem to stay healthy and in the lineup, and that definitely impacts the, the uh, Colts' uh, offense, no doubt. Right. Always good stuff from Tony T. on NFL picks. Uh, after the break, we've got NFL rapid fire for more NFL picks. Uh, if you stick with us after the break, lots of good stuff coming up on this Friday afternoon on Picks and Parlays. Stick with us. After and welcome back to Picks and Parlays on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and also streaming live on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. If you search Picks and Parlays, we're really easy to find. Usually the first thing that pops up. I am your host, Chelsea Messenger. On this Friday afternoon, you can find me on Twitter as well, at Chelsea Messenger, if you want to drop me a line. Right now, we're diving into even more football because uh, we just can't get enough <laughs> right now. Uh, we're jumping into our NFL rapid fire segment where we go down the line with a bunch of NFL games and give you a bunch of picks for a bunch of different games. Uh, we've got several people or a couple people joining us, a couple special people. <laughs> we've got Tony T and Craig Trapp. Uh, that are going to be our pickers today. Hello, uh, fellas, and let's get cracking because we got a ton of games to get to. Let's start with the Chiefs and the Titans. The Chiefs are favored minus six in this one. Over under is 49 and a half. The big news, of course, uh, is Patrick Mahomes will be playing, uh, barring any other setbacks. They said that today at practice that Mahomes will play against the Titans. So tough news for the Titans. The Titans also have Malcolm Butler, uh, their best cornerback, out as well as Jarrell Casey. They're starting defensive tackle. Uh, Tony T, let's start with you. Who do you like in this one, or what's the play? Yeah, I like the Chiefs here at minus six. We saw it move up from four, four and a half to six with the news on Mahomes. Also to note here, Casey did get their edge rusher, Chris Jones, back last week, and he really upgrades that Chiefs defense. So I really like the Chiefs in this one. Of course, the Mahomes will be in here. One thing to note with the, with the Chiefs here, they can move the football, move the chains, It'll be really tough for the Titans to keep up with the scoring of KC. Tennessee's offense, 25th on third down. Uh, just too many empty possessions here for, for Tennessee. I like the Chiefs minus six. Plus, the Titans have not been a team that you can trust. Last week, they had 11 penalties for 99 yards and also, I believe, three missed field goals. So not fun for Titans fans. Uh, Craig, who do you like in this one? Well, we apologize for, uh, for Chelsea here because she's a Titans fan, but... You can't trust the Titans. Uh, it doesn't matter if Mariota, Tannehill is their quarterback. It doesn't matter. They're both not accurate. They don't take care of the ball. And against the Chiefs team, when you give them extra possessions or short fields, it is a disaster. I love the Chiefs here at minus six. Heck, I didn't think they could win last week without Mahomes. Now you get back the best uh, quarterback or most explosive quarterback in the league right now. I think this offense is going to be hitting on all cylinders. Take the Chiefs minus six. I think Tony and I, when we're, uh, when we're in consensus, 
It's pretty good, and I like this one a lot. All right, let's move on to another game. <laughs> Speaking of disappointment, uh, the Falcons have not been a team uh, that have been fun to root for if you're from Atlanta. Uh, apologies to them. Falcons, Saints this week. Saints favored minus 13 and a half. Yeah, that's a pretty big number, but the Falcons have been really disappointing. One and seven on the year, two and six against the spread. The over-under is 51. Tony T, what's the play? All right, I like this play a lot, Chelsea. You can get it right now. It's a premium play I have right now posted over at picksandparlays.net. And some other news, Matt Ryan will start at quarterback. He has been nursing an ankle injury, but he will play this week. Good news for the Falcons, I suppose. But the problem is their defense is allowing 31 points per game. Uh, not great when you're facing the Saints. Craig, what's your take? Well, I think this one, I don't, I, I obviously, I think Saints win this one. But these rivalry games, which this Falcons-Saints games are always closer than what you think. Also, when the Panthers, those three, when they play each other, seem to always be closer, uh, these divisional rivalry games. I think uh, if I was going to play the side, I would play the Falcons. But I think the stronger play is the total here. I just like the under here. I just think the Falcons continue to turn the ball over, and that spells big trouble against a Saints team that can really control the clock and control the ball now. Their ability to run and pass is a problem. And I think the under 51, I, I think this is more like a 30-20 type game, 27-17 type. Uh, both of those get us well under this total as uh, the Saints win. Uh, but I don't think they cover, but I think the stronger play is on the under. All right, moving on to the Bucks and the Cardinals. This one is in Tampa Bay. The Bucks are favored minus 4.5. The total is 52. The Cardinals are 3-5-1. and one. But six and three against the spread. The Bucks are two and six, and two and six against the spread. Last week, Jameis Winston threw for 335 yards with two touchdowns, and more importantly, no interceptions against the Seahawks. Do we see this happening another week in a row? Will we see a Jameis Winston that's good on paper and on the field? Tony T, what do you think? I think uh, I think you'll see a pretty good to average uh, Jameis Winston, but I don't think it'll be good enough to cover here. I like the Cardinals here at plus four and a half. I think the issue here with the Buccaneers has been their pass defense in the back end, uh, playing poorly this year, allowing 293 yards, passing 64% completion rate. But there's one thing to note here about this Cardinals team. They seem to be a really good second half team, and that's when you cover spreads is in the second half. And the Buccaneers, not a very good second half team. I think the game, I think the difference here has just been the adjustments at halftime and these uh, and execution by these teams in the second half and uh, i like i like this uh, uh cardinals direction this cardinals team is going of course we saw the bucks uh, blow a game of the seattle uh, giving 40 points they've not covered in their true home games this season uh dropping games to the giants and 49ers and of course the, the, the cards have been competitive four covers in their past five games uh and they were and they covered that game against the 49ers on that third on that thursday they have the extra rest i'm gonna go ahead and take the points here with, with arizona Right, and a Cardinals offense has scored 25 points on a 49ers defense. It's supposed to be the best in the league. Uh, so that's uh, got to be exciting for Cardinals fans. Uh, Craig, who do you like in this one? I also like the Cardinals here. I think the Cardinals are one of those sneaky teams that continue, like Tony said, the second half, they make the adjustments needed. They, they stay in the game. The, the ability of... Uh, their defense to just control the other team and not just let it get away early. And I think that's the key with the Bucks because the Bucks were one of those teams 
Winston, yeah, he didn't throw any interceptions last week, but he had a big fumble late that really uh, cost the Buccaneers what should have been an easy win. They were um, in control when that happened. I think that's what you have to do against the Buccaneers team. Just keep them in front of you. Eventually, they make the big mistake, and I think that's a big problem for the Buccaneers having to lay more than a field goal here. I just think if the Bucs win, I think it's by a field goal. So let's take the Arizona Cardinals getting four and a half here. All right, next up, uh, before the show, we were talking about some of these lines that looked a little suspicious. Some of these spreads look too good to be true almost. Uh, this game between the Lions and the Bears. The Bears are favored minus two and a half. Should the Bears even be favored in this one? I know they're at home, but it looks fishy to me. The total is 41 and a half in this one. Tony T, what are your thoughts on this one? Well, yeah, it, it does look a little fishy here, but you know, I like the Bears side at minus two and a half. Of course, the outdoors against the dome team here, it's another angle to look at, but I think there's more hate out there for Mitchell Trubisky than there is for the Lions defense. Uh, and I, we're going <laughs> to tell you right now, the Bears have covered four of their past five against the Lions. They did have success moving the football in the Lions defense last season. Of course, Detroit now has lost four or five after that loss to Oakland, giving up 31 points. But their past three games, the Lions defense are allowing 441 yards, 302 yards in the passing game, 68% completion rate. That makes Mitch Trubisky, things will be a little bit easier for him. And of course, we know they've had their issues, but again, they're facing Detroit defense. And I liked, I'll go ahead and lay this short number with, with the Bears. Man, I don't know. This is a Bears offense that had nine total yards of offense in the first half against the Eagles. Uh, Craig, are you trusting the Bears in this one? No, I'm on the other side here. I just think the Lions <laughs> are, yes, their defense is bad, but the Raiders, let's remember, they're coming off a win on Thursday night. The Raiders have looked a little better as the season has gone on. John Gruden's really got them turned around. The Lions at least are putting up points. The Bears, I just don't trust Mitchell Trubisky in this offense. I mean, they're so one-dimensional. They have to run the ball to win. Everybody knows it. The Lions seem to be able to be uh, stop the run when they need to. But, man, they're not very good uh, against a good pass team. But this is not a good pass passing offense in the Bears. So I'm going to take the number with the uh, Detroit Lions plus 2.5 in what should be an ugly game uh, in, in divisional rivalry here. Moving on to the frozen tundra of Green Bay before the show. Or uh, last segment, Tony T and I were talking about weather being an issue in this one. It's supposed to be 35 degrees for the Packers and the Panthers this weekend. The total is 47. The Packers are favored by five in this one. Tony T, uh, how are we leaning? I'm, I'm going to go here with Carolina Panthers plus five and a half. Uh, weather's going to warm up to 35. At least it's not in the teens or the 20s. That's when I get warm a little up. worried about weather. But if you're in the, in the <laughs> mid-30s, it's, it's okay for playing football. We did see that offensive struggle by the uh, Packers against L.A. And you know what? Carolina has all that on tape. They may duplicate it. They may have seen something on that offensive line here. They may be able, may able to get some pressure here on Aaron Rodgers. And uh, we know the the uh, you know the Carolina offense is better under Kyle Allen. You're not going to have uh, Cam Newton on the sidelines. He's on the IR. They said he will not be on the sidelines. So no distractions there from the, from from Newton whatsoever. Of course, the Panthers look great in the red zone. You know, got that Christian McCaffrey. You know, it helps you in the red zone. You got that run pass option there. And, uh, you know, I've got to look here at the Panthers. They've won five of six with Allen under center. Green Bay lower third in the league offensively on third down. I'm going to take the points here with Carolina plus five and a half. I think the issue is if the Packers can stop Christian McCaffrey. Because I think everyone and their mom knows that Christian McCaffrey is going to be involved in most of the plays for the Panthers. If you watch their games, he's their entire offense. But everybody knows that, and they still can't stop him. So, I don't know. Uh, Craig, what do you think? 
Well, this is my top total of the month going in NFL action. Uh, been, my total has been really good. I do think on the side, though, if I look to the side, I think I would be on Carolina as well. I mean, Carolina, since Cam Newton went down, have been money for betters. I think that continues this week. And I think the Packers offense, you know, I don't think that was a one-week issue. I think you're going to see a little bit of carryover this week. And I think this Panthers defense will have an answer there. But I do say my top play, get over it, pick some parlays done and that, as a top total of the month in the NFL. All right, next up, we've got the L.A. Rams and the Steelers. The Rams are favoring this one at minus 3.5. Uh, the over-under is 43.5. The Rams are 5-3, and three, but 6-2 and two against the number. Steelers, 4-4, four 4-3-1 and four, four, and one against the spread. Tony T, uh, thoughts on this one, and who do you like? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take the Steelers plus the points here. They've won three straight covered, five of their past six after that win against Indy. You know, one thing that no one's really talking about is the improvement of the Steeler defense. They played very well past three games, holding teams to 302 yards, 3.7 yards on the ground. And we know the Rams have had their struggles running the football. Now they're traveling to a cold weather city. Now, granted, it's not going to be in 20 or, 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 or in the teens. It'll probably be in the 30s. There may be some wind in there. And I just remember back to last year when we saw Jared Goff on the road against the Bears, how, how, poor, how he did not handle that cold weather situation very well. It's going to be a late afternoon start. So with his daylight savings time, we'll probably be around sunset around uh, the second quarter. That'll make it a lot more chillier. And uh, we, sell, we will, I will go ahead and take the points here with the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Although I don't think the Steelers' defense is quite to the level of the Bears' defense that we saw last year. Uh, Craig, who do you like in this one? Yeah, I'm on the opposite side here. I like the Rams. And the reason is I think uh, a lot of people get carried away sometimes with a win like last week. Yes, they beat the Colts, but the Colts missed a, a, a field goal that would have won the game. They missed an extra point. Uh, they missed a two-point conversion. They threw a pick six in the right down in the red zone. So, I mean, you had a lot of uh, hidden points there um, that really the Colts – dominated that game if you look at the stats now granted you you do what you do and the Steelers have defense has at least kept them in games I just think the Rams are better on both sides of the ball more consistent on offense obviously you're not on your second uh, string quarterback and I like the the Rams and golf to take a take the win on the road here we'll lay, lay the three and a half I know that extra hook's a little bit of a worry uh, but I'll to do it anyway here the Rams minus three and a half is my bet all right, one minute left on the clock. Cowboys, Vikings. Cowboys favored by three. Total is 48. Tony T, who do you like? I like the Cowboys minus three. Huge, huge injuries for the, for the Vikings here. Thielen, their receiver out, their nose tackle out, and the Cowboys offense averaging 483 yards at home, 68% completion rate for Dak. I will take the Cowboys minus three. Craig, who you got? I'm on the Cowboys as well. I don't think they're going to need the black cat uh, curse that they got it. Uh, against the Giants last time out. I think the Cowboys at home continue the uh, hot offensive play that we saw the last two and a half quarters, like the Cowboys minus three as well to finish up this week's rapid fire. All right. Thank you both for joining us. That's our rapid fire. Welcome back to Picks and Parlays on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. And also streaming live on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube if you want to Tune in that way. Just search Picks and Parlays on any of your favorite social media platforms. I'm your host, Chelsea Messenger, and we had a jam-packed show today full of football. And don't worry if you weren't writing down notes, if you weren't paying attention, or if you're just now tuning in, we got you covered. We're about to recap all of our picks from today's show, starting with college football. Chip Terimbus gave us some plays when it came to college football. Uh, starting with Boise State, 
Oh, starting with NC State. <laughs> he likes the Wolfpack. Uh, plus 33 against Clemson. Tennessee at Kentucky. Taking Kentucky minus one. And then there's that Boise State game. Taking Wyoming to cover plus 14. And plus Chip's SEC game of the year is 16-5 and five over his last 21. You can find it on picksandparlays.net. Moving on to NFL picks. Uh, Tony T gave us the Seahawks 49ers. He likes the 49ers minus six. Giants Jets take the over 44 and a half. And then Dolphins Colts taking the Fins plus 11 and a half. Moving on to rapid fire picks. Craig Trapp gave us these Chiefs Titans taking the Chiefs minus six, especially now that Patrick Mahomes will play. Uh, they said in that one. Lions Bears taking the Lions plus two and a half. And Rams Steelers taking the Rams minus three and a half. Donnie T gave us even more NFL picks. This was in our rapid fire segment. Cardinals Bucks taking the Cardinals plus four and a half. Panthers Packers, he likes the Panthers plus five and a half. Going up to the frozen tundra and the Rams Steelers taking the Steelers plus four. And if you want to get his best play of the week, Falcon Saints is on picksandparlays.net. You can head over to our website for all of your gambling needs. And if there's a certain game, it's probably on there. Uh, until next week, that's all we've got for today's show. Thanks for joining us on Picks and Parlays. Bet, win, repeat. Good luck this weekend. <laughs>